Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash ectoplasm. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks a lot, Audible. Everybody, welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd. Joining me is my good pal Jason Koopsik. What's up, bro? I'm actually feeling pretty good about your call on uh, on Sunday about the G- GHTR network. Oh yes, oh yes. You know we uh, we got some awesome news, guys. Um, so, like you know, like the Ectoplasm Show has been put on to the GHTR radio network. And, you know, with that, um, we saw an enormous spike in listenership, which we can't thank you guys enough for checking out the show, um, you know, giving us a chance um, and things of that nature. It does. It means a lot to us. So, you know, for that, thank you very much. Um, If you guys have been with us since the beginning, thank you as well. Um, But, yeah, to all the new people... uh, Hope you guys enjoy it, enjoy the show, and, um, you know, if you want to reach out to us, you totally can do that uh, in a few different ways. Um, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com, and that's a, you know, just an email address that comes directly to my phone. So that's, you know, if you want a quick response, that's probably the way to do it. Um, also, uh, the Ectoplasm Show on Facebook and at ectoplasm show on twitter so there's a few different ways to get a hold of us tell us what you like what you don't like anything of that nature um but yeah if you're new to the show welcome we both have our own facebook pages and group pages and stuff like that they could always find us there yeah and uh jason what is your what is your uh facebook page real quick um well i have um Midcon at Paranormal Research Society and at MC Paranormal RS on Twitter. Very nice. And if, well, I have like twenty different things, but I'm not going to list all of them off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you guys wanted to find me, um, it's if you just type in you know Josh Hurd, H E A R D, then you should be able to find me somewhere. It's usually Josh Hurd 1981. Uh, on most social media thingies, so yeah, you can so check was it out. Though. Josh Heard taken? You don't? Know, no, it's not. Josh Heard wasn't necessarily taken, but there are a lot of us out there, <laughs> like more than oh. you would think. <laughs> it's it's weird. Um, I there, don't have that problem. No, you don't. You don't, Mister Koopsik. <laughs> I'm the only one on the planet. <laughs> Literally, that, that they could find, anyways. That would uh, that would be a good problem to have. Um, but yeah, apparently, um, 
There's a lot of us out there, a lot of us Josh Herds out there, and some of them are spelled just like mine, and some of them are not. Um, I met this really kick-ass dude from Canada with the same name as me, uh, just his is H-E-R-D, not H-E-A-R-D, so. But yeah, he's a pretty cool cat, and he's into filmmaking too, which is uh, always a bonus, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, definitely. Fun, fun stuff, man. Now, um... For for today's episode, I wanted or we wanted to uh, discuss some some fun things here, um, namely like superstitions, and you know we do a lot of these things that we might not necessarily think about. Like one thing that I always do is knock on wood. That's one thing that I always do. And it's it's weird because that's just like some weird superstitious thing that people do. But I don't know if people really know like the the origins behind these superstitions. And so that's what we wanted to you know to uh to dive into. Now I say I say knock on wood, right? Have you ever heard of the term touch wood? Like I it sounds, touch wood. It sounds no. dirty as hell. I know, but no, look, <laughs> but no. I so I'm reading this article and people. So it's like the knock on wood thing or whatever, and some people apparently call it just touch wood. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't touch, touch wood. You knock on that some bitch. You knock on wood. That's what you do. But anyway, all perversion aside. I'm going to read this a little bit as far as the knock on wood thing goes. Okay. So it says many of us still say touch wood or knock on wood when talking about future plans, even if we don't actually perform the action of knocking on the wood, you know, it's supposed to be finished by Friday. Oh, knock on wood. You know, um, it's one of mankind's oldest and most enduring fears that if we talk about anything good, Something will happen to, you know, to curse it. Um, Lurking spirits or demons will jinx our success or a jealous neighbor might curse us with the evil eye. (laughs) It says the wood that we use to knock on or touch would have been from one of the sacred trees, which, you know, oak, ash or hawthorn, because the spirits of those trees were thought to have the power to protect us from the evil eye or from demons. Now today, it seems kind of it's morphed. Like any wood will will do. You know, any wood will suffice here. Um, and people even you know touch like the wood effect type plastics. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. anything that even <laughs> resembles wood in any sort of way, people are just gonna like knock on it or or, or touch it. I guess whatever. <laughs> it's friggin' weird. But no, well, I thought that was interesting. Also- there's also a part to it that wasn't mentioned in that. In Do you have that, it in front of you? Yeah. Nice. Um, one of the other explanations for it is that the cross is made of wood. And oh. there was lots of churches uh, still now that have pieces of wood that they think were part of the cross. You know, and it was touching that to get good fortune or to keep evil spirits away and then it kind of morphed into any kind of wood as well and I also this book also has 
some of the pagan stuff, which is what you were talking about. It's very interesting as stuff. Well, but yeah, there is a religious thought to it, or at least like many things, Christianity took some stories and made them their own. Naturally. <laughs> yep, that's kind of what happens I don't, sometimes. I, I don't have a problem. I want to say off the top, I tell this to everybody. I don't have a problem with any religious people. I'm not necessarily religious. I don't think it's right for people to make fun of religious people because if they want to believe in what they want to believe in, right. as long as they're okay with me believing in what I want to believe in, then everything's good. Exactly. The world keeps on spinning and everybody just, yeah, keeps their shit to themselves, which is fine. <laughs> but they did take a lot of stories and made them their own. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, it's very interesting stuff, though. I would never have thought of that. Now, um, there are a lot of people out there that have these little pieces of, you know, what they consider a relic. You know, it's little pieces of wood that they will say was used, was the cross, you know, used in, you know, the the crucifixion of of Jesus. Um, And there are a lot of those. those relics, I mean to cut you off there, but those relics can, yeah, a lot of them are wood, but they can span to even like hair and pieces of bodies and wow. and different things that are associated with different saints and all kinds of stuff. Wow. That's, that's intense. That is intense. I don't know if I would really want to, I don't know. I don't know if I could walk around carrying a relic with me that was like, I don't know. Like a, a hunk of hair or something like that from, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just I don't know. I don't know if I, I could do, do have one other possible explanation for where it's a thought that these people had where knocking on wood came from. You could say touch wood. So, it's fine if you want to say yeah, touch wood. Touch you wood. can. <laughs> well, this one actually has to do with knocking, not just touching. Oh, okay, okay. So. This one dates back to the more distant past when people lived in wooden huts. Oh. I'm going to just just read this real quick. Yeah. Those who were prosperous were afraid of talking about it, lest evil spirits would envy their luck and try to interfere with it. Thus, when discussing their good fortune, people knocked loudly on their wooden walls. The noise was meant to drown their conversation and prevent any ill-meaning eavesdropper hearing what they were saying behind about their luck. That is awesome. That is freaking interesting as hell. I like that. There's like make a lot of noise so the neighbors don't hear. Or the evil <laughs> demons. Look, sweetie, I gotta make this quick, but I got a promotion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's really looking up for us, babe. I promise. <laughs> Just make... Knock louder, knock louder. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. That is awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. My God. So, yeah, um, we, uh, my God, man. I tell you, I, I have been very, very lucky with the whole, like, uh, sickness thing. A lot of people around here, especially around me, are getting sick. And it's terrifying me. I don't, I don't want to be sick. You know, I had this weird little cold thing for a bit, but that was really it for me. Now, I haven't really been sick this year yet. Ugh, I'm telling you, like, I'm but, dreading it. I'm dreading it. I don't want to get yeah. sick. So, 
when I was a kid, I was sick every Christmas. And now that kept me home. And not because, <laughs> again, not because I'm anti-religious, but that kept me home from the Christmas service, which was always boring as a kid. You're right, right. Well, it's always longer, so, too. It's longer. Yeah. I always remember sitting by the fire in this chair being sick every year for Christmas that when is, I was a kid. <laughs> that is funny, though. But you're like, yeah, but I'm going to chill here with my Game Boy. <laughs> you guys have fun in church. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's good stuff. I remember one Christmas I was sick and it sucked. I hated it because everybody was like laughing and joking, have a great time opening presents, and I was just like miserable. Like I felt like death. It was terrible. Horrible, horrible Christmas. But whatever. No biggie. Now, are there any other uh really kick ass superstitions that you came across? Spilling salt. Oh, okay. One. Like uh, like when you take the salt and throw it over your shoulder? That type of thing? Yeah, that sort of thing. I always think of Dumb and Dumber. I do, too. When I picture that. That's exactly what I was thinking about. When he, like, throws the damn salt shaker and hits that dude. Yeah. <laughs> pisses him name? off. I can't remember. Sea bass. Yeah, sea bass. <laughs> that is a badass yeah, name. Um, spilling salt. At one point, salt was used as a currency. And it's always been highly regarded throughout history. And it was always thought to be a holy substance because not only would it purify things, it was also a preservative. Right. Um, I mean, we even have meanings today or sayings today not being worth their salt or worth their, you know. Absolutely, yeah. That one's not used so much anymore, but the word salary actually comes from salt. Roman empires were paid either with lumps of or Roman empire soldiers were paid either with lumps of salt or an allowance to buy salt. Huh. And that's where salary came from. That is amazing. See, we're learning things now. We're learning here on the Ectoplasm show and I enjoy this yeah. a lot. I enjoy learning. So spilling it. Obviously, it's bad juju. Bad luck. Yeah, it's bad juju right there. And to get rid of that, you take a pinch of it with your right hand and throw it over your left shoulder. Which doesn't that seem a little bass backwards? It's like you already spilled it, <laughs> and now you got to throw it. You got to you got to spill more of it. Basically, I don't get it, but it's fine. Well, you're not spilling more of it. No, but you're just in essence making a bigger mess. <laughs> It's just a pain in the ass. It's more so a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I freaking love it. Now, um, let me see here. I had one. Okay. Getting married. You know? When you uh you take off the garter. Did you read about this one in your in your studying over the week? I I have read about that one in the past, but I'm not, I didn't read up on it. It was, uh, this was something that I, I didn't know. I didn't have a clue about, you know, taking the bride's garter off of her leg or whatever, and then, you know, how the dudes or whatever will throw it then, you know, or slingshot it or do something cool with it, whatever. 
But it says, Many brides wear a lucky garter under their wedding gowns. But in ancient times, bridal garments were considered blessed, and the bride would have all of her clothes ripped from her by the guests on the wedding night as everyone tried to snatch a piece, you know, of the garment because it was blessed and, you know, all this stuff. Now, gradually then attention focused on just the garter itself, the the garter ribbon, a sim, uh, symbolic, it's symbolic of, of sexuality and, and fertility specifically. So in medieval and Tudor times, unmarried men would fight for the bride's garter to ensure that they would be the next to find a beautiful and fertile wife. So bachelors um, even mobbed the bride as she would be standing at the altar, you know, literally throwing her to the ground, ripping the garter from her, you know, during the damn ceremony, man. Like, during the actual ceremony. I can't even imagine this going on. Um, But uh, the church then obviously stepped in and protested this, and then, you know, the custom then evolved to the groom then removing the lucky garter from his new wife in the bridal chamber and then tossing it down from a window uh, to a waiting crowd of of men, you know, below who, you know, shouted words of encouragement, basically, is what they were doing. But, I mean, now it's basically the same thing. You know, all the single dudes line up. So it's uh, it was very cool. I had no idea about that superstition whatsoever. It was very, very cool. Well, speaking of marriage stuff, I have another one. Carrying the bride over the threshold. Ooh, that's a good one, yeah. Two different backgrounds. One of them is a superstitious background. It has to do with stumbling. People used to think that if you stumble, it was a sign that you were fated for bad luck. Okay. And in order to avoid that, picking up the wife and carrying her across the threshold so she wouldn't trip on it. Apparently, they couldn't trust them not to trip, but the men would, you know, be okay. 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 (laughs) So, yeah, I was going to say, you so, know, yeah. I, I am more clumsy than my wife. I will say it that. Was so <laughs> that the, the wife wouldn't stumble and cast bad juju on the house. But there's also wow. another non-superstitious reason. Psychologists say and think that they may even go, or psychologists say it kind of goes to back in the day when women were set up in marriage were right you know right given away so to speak and they weren't uh, courted or anything like that it was a way a romantic way if you can call it that a romantic way to make the woman realize who runs the house and oh who my determines god where to go oh my god that's crazy that is crazy so and this would like you said back in the day of more or less like the arranged marriages and things yes. like that. Okay. Wow. Dude, that is nuts, man. I hadn't heard, like, either of those. But trust me, if if anybody then, if, if you're just avoiding clumsiness in the first instance that you gave, if you're avoiding clumsiness, I think my wife should have probably carried me over the threshold because, like, I'm the kind of guy that, like, falls up the steps and all sorts of weird shit. Like, I bang into walls, and I mean... It's just it's it's a terrible life for me. <laughs> like how many times like we have baby gates 
all over my house, you know, strategically placed to kind of, you know, corral the child and the dog. Um, And uh, how many times in a week I I will trip over that damn thing or, or, um, you know, even just, you know, stub my toe as I'm, you know, gracefully like stepping over it. it. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So damn the baby gates. That's all I can say. But I am a, I am a clumsy bastard. That is the that is the damn truth. So, but whatever. Now, let's see. We talked about touching wood. We already talked. <laughs> we already talked about that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be making so many references to that. I'm just letting you all know right now. Um, let me see here. How about walking under a ladder? Well, I see. I didn't even come across this. Now, this is obviously something that we've all heard of. You know, walking under a ladder. It's supposed to be like terrible, terrible bad luck. But yeah, where did that even originate? Like, who the well, hell came up with that? <laughs> well, like everything else, there's there's many different, um, or quite a few different theories as to where that came from but the most accepted one is it's a Christian a religious thing because it makes a triangle which would be a delta which would be the holy trinity the three sides if you walk through it you're breaking that triangle or that delta or trinity and that is a sanctified space and your intrusion will give you it's in a defiance to the power of the Trinity, so it'll give you bad luck or you'll be cursed if you do it. Wow. Now, maybe that's something they came up with because too many people were having shit fall on their heads. It could be. It could. But that's <laughs> one of the one of the reasons why. Oh, I love it. I freaking love it, man. Oh, my God. Some of these are the best. Some of these are absolutely the best. Um... There was one that I came up on here, and I, again, this is one that I had never heard of before, but it was that uh, the tris, triskaidekaphobia, the fear of the number 13, you yes. know, like, like I, I knew that this existed, obviously, like fearing the number 13 or whatever, but I never knew why, you know, it's always then like gets back to the, okay, but why? This one actually has a very cool... Did you story. did you get this one too? Now, okay, yeah. let's see. I want to see if if yours matches up with mine in any way, shape, or form. Um, so you want me to go first, or you? Go no, first? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna field this one real quick because right. this won't take very long. But it says um, it was thought that the origin of unlucky thirteen came from the Christian belief that thirteen people sat sat down at the Last Supper. And that Judas was the first to leave the table to then, you know, betray Jesus. So for centuries, hosts uh, avoided having 13 people seated around a dining table, you know, convinced that the first person to, to get up and leave would would literally die within the year. Um, it, It's just it's absolutely crazy. So um, 16th century witch hunters often tried to, you know, claim that there had been 13 people at a gathering. And, you know, that was proof that the accused were, were in fact, witches and, you know, in, in league with the devil and things like that. So, But it was weird, like, that uh, 
that that's where, you know, this article or whatever says that it came from, originated in. Now, does that match up with anything that you came up with? Well, I mean, that's one of them, but it actually predates. It even predates that. that. Okay. Yeah, and it's All right. actually another one where the story sounds really close to the same, just a different religion. Okay. The the farthest back they've been able to find a fear of the number 13 is in Norse mythology. Holy hell, man. It stems from a fable about a banquet held in Valhalla to which 12 gods had been invited, but Loki, the spirit of strife and evil, gate-crashed, making the number 13, and as a result, a god named Baldur, the favorite of the gods, was killed. Yeah, he died then, yeah. Holy hell. So, yeah, that's crazy stuff, man. That's absolutely crazy. I never even would have, like, thought of that. Um... Well, there's one other thing that I found about... It's not really superstitious, but it's about the number 13 that insurance agencies have actually statistically been able to find. Okay. They say that in any group of 13 people, one of those those people will die within less than 12 months, statistically. In any... any group you take any group of 13 people one of those people statistically will be dead within a year okay so the next time i'm just hanging out with friends i'm gonna count that's what i'm gonna do and then i will just take myself out of the equation i won't say a word about it i'll just be like guys i gotta go like i'm sorry something came up or something just take myself out of the equation i i gotta go knock on wood or something i don't know man like you have to like freaking i don't know come up with something to get yourself out of there um now i I have another one that's kind of related to uh greek mythology um that has to deal with mistletoe and why it is that you know we, we we kiss under the mistletoe and things of that nature um Originally here, let me let me get into this. So, from Saxon times, so if if mistletoe was hung over the door or above, you know, a hearth, it was a sacred oath that the host would not kill his guests, even you know if they were mortal enemies, and you know uh, would defend them against attack for as long as they remained beneath the mistletoe. So the mistletoe pledge was often used used at times of, you know, great feasts because, um, like the, the winter solstice feast that they would have when, you know, fights obviously would break out because they were just drinking their asses off. Um, but then according to Greek mythology here, the twin berries of mistletoe are actually representative of the testicles of Uranus, which were severed, fell into the sea, becoming the blood and white foam from which Aphrodite was then born. So in Norse legend, then, mistletoe was dedicated to Frigga, also a goddess of love. So we then kiss under the mistletoe, removing one berry for each kiss until no berries remain, 
and the kissing must cease. So <laughs> weird, weird, weird stuff. But I wanted to throw that in there. It's just have you ever heard of that? The berries were the testicles of Uranus? I'm feeling a little speechless. Because I said the berries were the testicles of Uranus, right? Yeah. You could say exactly. it. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. It's amazing to me. It is amazing to me how we come up with this stuff. This is great. But we still carry on these traditions. I mean, for God's sake, it is 2015. It is damn near 2016. And here we are. Still doing this. Absolutely still doing this stuff. I have, I have another tradition. No, go for it. Yeah, hit me. It's, um, I guess it is superstitious. Having a red door. Yeah, we, we spoke about this a little bit. Not very many people... I ask everybody I see that has a red door if they know why they have a red door. Most <laughs> most of them, pretty much all of them actually, just say because everybody else has red doors. <laughs> I'm but keeping up with the Joneses across the street, right? <laughs> yeah. But my friend Mike, he got a red door. He's like, yeah, it's, it's a different shade of red, so I'm a little bit original. <laughs> it's a different shade of red. <laughs> but yeah, it's actually supposed to signify blood. Yes. What it originally came from was blood being smeared on the door to keep evil spirits away or any number of other things that blood meant at the time. Sure. Now, would this also be in reference to, like, um, like Passover that you know of? Because um, I know they would take, was it like goat's that. blood, basically, and smear it on the door? Yeah, I mean, uh, it would come from any of those religious Absolutely. things where basically if your door wasn't red, you were unprotected. That is amazing to me. Like, these superstitions fascinate me. They absolutely fascinate me because, again, it's it's things that we do on a daily basis that we don't even think about why we're doing it, you know? Um, it's just kind of been instilled into us. Um, and like I said, we don't even necessarily think about doing it. Um, you know, especially like with the knock on wood thing. Now I have, I have a great aunt who I swear to God, she will do this too, because she will be driving down the street. So she's driving down the street or whatever. And then a, a black cat will cross her path. Now, no lie. While she's driving then, if she sees a black cat cross her path, she will stop the car. She will literally make a three-point turn and she will drive in the exact opposite direction and get to her destination any other way possible. But she will not continue on if a black cat will cross her path. She will not do that. Is it Does she think it's a witch? I don't know, man. I don't think so because honestly, I don't know if she if she knows the origin of it. I just think that she knows that oh, black cat crossing my path. I'm not supposed to go that direction. And then leaves it at that. Like that's all the information she necessarily needs and she just moves forward. You know what I mean? Like it's weird. Yeah. But like me, I see a black cat and I'm like 
it's a black cat. That's it. That's all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's things like that that we do on a daily basis. And I mean, for God's sake, she's literally going out of her way. Like my great aunt is literally going out of her way to avoid that. And that is a huge superstition. That is one of the bigger ones, it, along with like walking under the ladder and things like that. How about breaking a mirror? Oh yeah, okay. Did you uh did you come up with that? Yes, I did. Okay, hit me it, with that. Hit me with that. It actually comes from back before a time when we actually had mirrors where we used water or a shiny piece of metal. Okay. And it's bad luck and it because people used to look into the water not to check themselves out, but try to determine their fate or their future. Wow. And if they they would try to weigh how they look compared to how they thought they looked, because obviously it's the only way they can see themselves. Right. But if, let's say, a ripple came across or something broke that image, it was seen as a very bad omen. But, I mean, think so about water. Think about from. Think about water. You know, I mean, water itself, I mean, I'm sorry, but anything could, you know, move water from a, just a slight breeze to, you know, any type of wildlife moving underneath the surface, on the surface, or whatever. Like, my God. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, any little thing, any vibration would cause that to to ripple. So there's going to be well, a lot of people, people out there would, that uh, they said that people that would actually like throw pebbles and stones to try to disrupt it, disrupt it if they didn't like a person. Now, oh I don't God. see how the person wouldn't realize the guy was doing that. Right, right. But um, <laughs> like, George, you're such a dick. Stop it. <laughs> Leave me alone. God, come on, man. <laughs> don't be a dick. Oh, my gosh. Oh. That is so funny. <laughs> It's like, all right, I'm going to go look in the water. Nobody freaking move. <laughs> Everybody leave me alone for the next five minutes. I'm going to go look in the water. <laughs> that is great. Now, you yourself, my friend, do you, do you do any of these things? Do you have, are you superstitious in any way, shape, or form? Um, I don't. Think so. I don't really. have a red door, <laughs> but that would be an un, you know, unknowingly being superstitious. Right, right. Um, I'm sure I do something that I don't even realize myself. Do you knock on wood? I don't remember the last time I I did that. I do it all the time. Like I swear to God, I just like I am constantly doing that. All the time, but yeah, I don't know. Though most of the most of the stuff I've referenced, most of it has all been out of this one book that I'm holding in my hand. I showed you, and I read this when I was younger. Right. So I knowingly knew this stuff and probably decided not to do any of it. You probably, honestly, you may have just recalled some of the information in there and be like, "Yeah, it's horseshit," and just moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But it's like it's it's the fear of not knowing where it comes from. I think knowing the origin helps a lot. I think. Like Speaking for me, of which yes. I found something really cool in this book that's not necessarily superstitious, but I thought it kind of fit in with the theme of our show overall. Yeah. The word abracadabra. Oh, I mean, yeah. Everybody's heard that. Absolutely. When you're trying to, well, in, a, in magic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually has what many think a sinister past. Really? Yeah. Okay. There's the, the, at least at the time of the writing of this book, the consensus was of people that studied this kind of stuff was it was probably the name of an ancient demon whose identity is no longer known. What the Because hell? in the early days, people believed that once they knew the name of a supernatural being, they also possessed its power for good or evil. Thus, by merely applying its name, could perform miraculous deeds. Interesting. That is why the use of Abracadabra became... Or, Abracadabra's name bestowed power to heal sickness. Wow. At least this is all stuff that they thought. You know. Wow. And then it it became a magic formula. This had to be written in a special way on parchment to be worn by the sufferer around the neck on a linen thread. This is stuff people actually did with this word. Now, whether it actually worked or if it came from a demon, this is just the thought of where that word might have came from because they really don't know. Right. So, used in modern times then, all we do is basically to be like, oh, abracadabra, now, you know, make this bunny rabbit disappear or appear from this top hat, you know. Well, their thinking is that whatever it was, if if their thought that it was a demon people used it to such a point that the demon actually lost all of his power that's why it's no longer known wow dude that is a cool story though and one that I have never heard before that is awesome though I I enjoy stuff like that I enjoy hearing these types of stories um especially like the origin type stories you know what I mean um I really, really dig that. I dig that a lot. Um, Because like I said, you know, knowing where it comes from and knowing the history behind it all, for me anyway, would kind of snuff it out a little bit, you know? So like walking under a ladder, doing whatever, having a red door. I mean, you know where it comes from. But at the same time, 99% of people out there aren't going to, number one, they're not going to know. And number two, they probably just don't even give a shit (laughs) anyway. You know what I mean? Because people, I don't know, man, we are, we are a weird group of people. All of us. Um, Jason, you included myself, you guys listening, we're all weird. <laughs> and so this is the stuff that fascinates us, though. So hey, at least I wasn't the one talking about touching wood or hey, hey. dingleberries under Uranus. Damn it! Listen, <laughs> that wasn't dingleberries. That was his testicles. That was the testicles of Uranus. That's what yeah. I said. 
and and I didn't come up with Touchwood. I have never heard of Touchwood. I've always heard. I have never heard that. I need to figure out who wrote that article, and I need to send them a very strongly worded letter. I think either that. I don't know. I don't know, but it's crazy. So, speaking of of crazy, though the the state of the state of our world that we live in right now is is getting crazier by the second it appears to me i try to stay out of of politics because it makes me mad <laughs> like i try to stay yeah. out of i try to stay out of all of this stuff because i think there's always some hidden agenda that we're not quite grasping or we're not quite seeing something you know what i mean so i just try to stay out of it that's kind of what my rant is about a little bit yeah hit me hit me with that so yes the attacks in paris were terrible horrible i would hate to have that happen to anybody exactly statistically the fear that they were able to evoke with that way outweighed the attack they actually did. That's not to diminish the lives that were actually lost. Right, absolutely. Um, but I think that the media, my rant is against the media on one point in specific. Immediately, I was like, when I got home from work, it happened and it was still ongoing and the you know the news was talking about it and I had the TV on and I was listening to it and they kept talking about the new normal yes that Parisians are waking up to the new normal that Europe is now in a new normal I don't understand the use of that word and it really upsets me right because how are we supposed to accept this as normal how can we say that this is normal yes it happened and now people are scared but that's definitely not normal. I don't no. I don't understand why they use that word other than trying to pound it into our he- into our heads because I heard it over and over and over again. I still hear it now. I think it's fear-mongering. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's and it just pisses me off. I don't It pisses me off. It's normal. Yeah, that should never be said because they're talking about okay, the new normal, like fucking terrorism is supposed to be like the new normal which pisses me off in general anyway but whatever i don't know i think i think the media has a an agenda a job to do and i think they are going to accomplish that job with specific wording that you know it's it's all about presentation literally it's always about presentation um you know, well, think yeah, about just think the about ratings. the past. Yeah, exactly. And think about the past decade, and the words that have been used over and over and over again in our, you know, or in their, you know, vernacular or whatever. It's you know, terrorism, weapons of mass destruction, terror, 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 and it gets so fucking. I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, I don't understand. I, I never will understand the media. Um, all I can say, guys, is do what you're already doing. You know, don't don't get your news from your news feed on on Facebook or on Twitter or anything like that because that's not the news. And any news that you do consume or whatever, don't necessarily take it to heart. 
really figure out where that source came from. You know, gather multiple sources and then, you know, do what you most likely already do. Come up with your own ideas. So, I don't know. I, I, I tend to think that our listeners are probably a little bit more more in the know. You know what I'm saying? They're a little wiser than uh, just Joe Schmo average Joe America. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I would totally agree with you. I think, uh, especially lately, and uh, like you said, it was terrible what happened over there. It's just trying to to sift through the bullshit and and come up with something that actually you know something credible. <laughs> That's the problem. Is trying to find something credible amongst all of it. Yeah, but yeah, but I do I do know now that there is a lot of things going on with that they're saying. Um, oh, you need to look here for a possible terrorist attack on this date at this location. Um, one of them, uh, in recent memory here, it was, I believe, this just this past Sunday, there was, like, some WWE wrestling event going on at, I believe, Georgia somewhere, maybe Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anonymous actually leaked that with along okay. with other things. They, they said that, or they found a bunch of stuff online about upcoming attacks and it was supposed to be the 22nd okay nothing happened we don't know if obviously i don't think we'd ever know if they actually found this stuff or and that stopped it because it became public or if it just wasn't going to happen to begin with there's no way we'll ever know that but and honestly you know like that group anonymous is one one group that yes, I had heard of and all of this stuff, um, especially when they would you know take down the cyberbullying and things like that. I got a kick out of those videos, man. I watch their videos. Just I try to intake everything I can, and then it's my job to sort through the crap. Exactly. Not to mention a lot of a lot of their stuff is is funny. Oh like my when god! They yeah, got Kanye West. That video yes. is hilarious. I love that stuff. But I tell you what, man, like them, like they've been doing an amazing job with this whole thing. You know, kind of, like I said, sifting through the BS and kind of presenting it in another way that the media won't necessarily touch on. Now, like you said, then it is our job, you know, as a consumer just to, you know, take it with a grain of salt and basically sift through and it come up with our own stories here basically so you just we just have to use our minds use our brains stop listening to what like especially don't listen to the politicians because god bless it <laughs> i don't even know I'm, oh i'm i'm already like ready for election to to be done and over with <laughs> Uh, I'm not because it's going to be a sad day either way. <laughs> I tell you, dude, it's just, it's slim pickings either way you look at it over here. You know what we could do? We could just pack our shit up and like move to, well, anywhere. Where? <laughs> anywhere. Where? Fucking anywhere. <laughs> I don't know if I'd, um, maybe in a small cabin away from other people in Canada. But you know, Canada might kick some ass. Country. Canada might kick ass. 
it well, might parts of it. Cheap meds, right? Cheap meds. Yeah, but you have to wait six months for it. It'll be fine. Just don't <laughs> get sick. <laughs> It'll be fine. Damn it. But yeah. Anyway, I think I'm going to wrap the show right now. But with all that being said, all of you out there, I hope your Thanksgiving was amazing. Uh, stay safe out there, especially if you guys are traveling or whatever. Stay safe, um, especially like here in the Midwest. Like it's gonna get kind of nasty weather. It sounds like anyway. But uh, I'm gonna be driving by you tomorrow. Are you? You should stick and your hand out the window and wave. On Friday. That should be good. Co- you should just like uh, stop by or something. You I'll should try stop to. by. Like as long tomorrow, as Friday, we could actually probably we'll st- we'll talk about it off air. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm down for whatever. <laughs> Always. Oh, my goodness. Love it. But, yeah, you guys, I hope you have a safe, safe holiday weekend. If you guys are listening to this on Friday, on on uh, Black Friday, be careful out there if you're, if you're shopping or whatever. We Get don't it. want any of our listeners trampled and no. not able to consume more ectoplasm in yeah. the future. Honestly, you guys, you probably... You guys might be able to hold your own, though. I feel like you might be able to kick a little ass. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, anyway, just stay safe out there. Uh, have a great, uh, a great holiday weekend. We will talk to you all very, very soon. Everybody, peace out.